Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Beginning neural replay. We open in a crowded indoor arena. Dozens of people, humans, dwarves, amoeboids, aviara, and more sweat and shout beneath the neon lights as the match reaches its climax. We see a small, unidentifiable, furry and feral beast known only as 7J leap atop a robot. The defense assistance droid type E, Dad E, in a wild series of barbaric attacks as Dad E fires a blast, narrowly missing the agile creature. 7J and Daddy, roll for initiative. Everyone else, place your bets. Mine is 11. 21. Oh, I'm betting on Daddy. Are you kidding? I think I'm going to bet on the Daddy one. I'll put five gold pieces on the uh, not Daddy. Great. How many gold pieces is everyone else betting? I'll put down five. Uh, five's all I got, so all in, baby. <laughs> Daddy, you're up first. All right, here we go. See if I get this attack. You got it, Daddy. You got it. Go, Daddy. Does a 21 land? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unigen level monitoring. Activating repeater. And uh, he's going to fire repeater at a little raccoon. And that would be seven radiant damage. And he is dual wielding, so now activating Magnus. And uh, he's going to (laughs) fire... Does a 12 land? No, it does not. So we see this furry little beast with four arms and these two black antenna. You can't really identify it as anything really of this universe. As it leaps onto the robot, fires a repeater right into your side as he takes seven points of damage. And then you begin clawing onto its face and scrambling around it, trying to avoid shots as he fires a Magnus bolt that goes flying into the ground. 7J, you're up. Come on, 7J, you need to do it. All right, so I'm going, obviously I have like my four claws out. I'm just going to lunge at him and I'm going to claw at his face. Does a 17 hit. Damn, yes it does. (laughs) You're going to take eight damage with that and then I get a second one. So, damn. Oh, 25, so (laughs) nine damage. So he's dead. Yes, 7J. 7J, describe how you kill this robot creature as the fishman in the crowd begins shouting. He was one of the few people who placed the bet on you and is now pumping his fists and celebrating this victory. So, like, after he got shot, like, he gets up, he looks at him, like, full anger. He brings out his claws. He's gonna, like, jump up, claw at his face, and he's just, like, laughing with fury as he's, like, slashing at him. And then he's gonna take his other claw, grip it, like, straight into his neck, and then he's just gonna keep clamping down until, like, he starts seeing, like, whatever robot fluids come out. And he's just gonna laugh at night and go, and then just like toss him down and like backflip back. He's <laughs> just like ready for another fight. A very select group of people in the crowd get very excited. They go, Yeah! Ah! 7J to the moon! Yes, and among the stars as well. <laughs> and the vast majority of the crowd lets out this enormous disappointed sigh as a magical pulse radiates throughout the arena. <laughs> 
and as this light washes over you, you see all of Daddy's parts pop back into place, and the wires re-solder as you stand back up, and 7J, your wounds heal as the light dissipates, and everyone celebrates. Charlie the Gnome and the unnamed Amoeboid, please subtract five gold from your inventory. Oh boy, I lost all my money again. (sighs) Sorry, no name. Thermostratus, take back your five gold that you bet and an additional 15. (laughs) As everyone celebrates and or screams, probably a few fistfights break out in the arena within the audience. A short while later, we cut to the interior of the Kurt Canteen. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just take uh, cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. There is a gorgeous circular bar with impractically high shelves extending all the way to the ceiling in the center of the room. Big, gaudy corner booths with purple synthetic leather are packed with people celebrating or commiserating over their bets. Countless individuals lean against the riveted steel walls, downing their drinks before working their way through the crowd to order another. At a standing bar, we see the furry, feral beast, 7J, identified only by the strange tattoo on his body. The nautilid, fish beast in this enormous, industrial-looking aqua suit, enjoying some drinks as Dad E, the construct, Charlie, the gnomish gadgeteer who created him, and the unnamed amoeboid walk by. 7J, that was some, um, that was some mighty fine fighting. I'm just gonna look up, uh, go. <laughs> And go back to drinking. Yes, wasn't he wonderful? And I slap 7J's back as I go. <laughs> and 
Team GP from you suckers. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to the Aqua suit and I'm going to say, Excuse me, sir. Can I have my money back, please? Unfortunately, little thing, I need all the money that I can get at the moment. And he's been uh, drinking a, l- a little bit, so he's starting to slur his words. They've been pouring alcohol into your uh, your, your suit. Into my Poseidon solution. Did you know that my people are dying, and I need to find something that's gonna help all of us, so I, I really need you to shut the fuck up. Oh. Well, that wasn't very nice, and I'm going to walk around behind him, hopefully unnoticed, and try to steal the money back from him. <laughs> roll a sleight of hand. 18. Uh, roll a perception check with advantage. Okay. An 18. Ooh. Uh-oh. So, Amiboid, you walk around behind the Nautilid, and you are made out of this kind of amorphous fluid-like material. And so as you walk away, you kind of leave your hand where it already was, but the rest of your body keeps walking. And you try and work your little jelly hand into the Nautilid's pockets. But Nautilid, my good friend Thermostratus, you feel a little a little ooze working its way into your pocket. What happens? I look for the source of the feeling of ooze and I, I slap it away. I go, bro, if you want a cop of feel, you need to pay for it, mister. I can't. You have all my money. <laughs> well, well, maybe, I don't know, you could like sign like a, a like a contract of, of service or something. I don't know. Let's, let's take it up with my... my okay, I'd like to try to steal again now that he's asleep. Roll sleight of hand with advantage. <laughs> 19. What is your passive perception, Thermostratus? It's a 12. <laughs> okay, he is shouting at you, but you this whole time still have not moved your hand, and the moment he falls asleep, you keep working your hand into his pocket and feel uh, all the gold jingling around. How much do you take? All of it. Okay, Thermostratus, how much gold do you have? It would be 35 gold pieces. <laughs> you now have zero, and unnamed Amiboy, do you now have 35? Yay, I got money again. Cool. I'm going to walk over to Daddy, and I'm going to say, Excuse me, Mr. Daddy. I just want you to know, even though you made me lose all my money, uh, I was really rooting for you out there, and I think you did a swell job. So, well done. Daddy's eyes have been, like, staring ahead the whole time, and they move down to look at the amoeboid, and then stares at the amoeboid. What's up? Thank you. (laughs) Stares back at the bar again. (laughs) No problem. Can I roll to trip him? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Just sloshing, sloshing alcohol everywhere. He hit me in the back. <laughs> roll a dexterity contest. Thermostratus has disadvantage. <laughs> well, I have 14. Eight. You know, like the crevice behind where your knee is? Yeah. I'm just going to press my foot in the back of that. And then go down. How tall are you, 7J? I'm three feet. So, like, I'm using, like, two claws <laughs> to, like, hang on the bar. Yeah. And, like, the, the rest is just, like, dangling off of it. And he presses them into the back of your knee. And uh, Thermostratus, you face plant onto the ground. Thermostratus rolls over onto his back after face planting on the ground and he, he just kind of looks up at everybody and goes, Wait a second. 7J, when did you get so tall? 
as this is going on, the bar is very crowded today. You don't know what brought so many people into town, but hey, there they are. It made for a good match. And as a lot of them are kind of turning to face you, all of you suddenly hear your data pads begin beeping in your pockets. Thermostratus starts fumbling around his person looking for his data pad, and he realizes he rolled backwards onto it, and now the screen is cracked. Oh, <laughs> no. So Thermostratus pulls out a cracked data pad. 7J presses something on his collar to produce a little hologram in front of his eye, while Daddy raises up his wrist, and a metal panel slides away to reveal a small screen. Uh, I'm gonna pull it out from inside my tummy. The amoeboid pulls out a jelly hand and shoves it into his jelly belly, and grabs a data pad that is just floating in the middle of it. Daddy turns to Charlie and goes, Baby, we are being hailed. As he says that, he shows you the message, and it is from the collector. It reads, Go. Beside it are coordinates and the words deliver to the collective and nothing else. As you look up from your devices, you realize a number of others at the bar are checking their messages too and begin very quickly scrambling toward the exit. What do you do? I grab Charlie and I put her on my back like a dad putting their kid on their shoulders and I start sprinting out the door. Yeah, this is not new for Charlie. Charlie just doesn't need to say anything because she knows what's up. Just, I just want to let you know that. I'm like bolting out of there, maybe like jumping on a couple people's heads, like crawling over yeah. the wall. Like <laughs> I'm just going to walk. Slow and steady wins the race. And Thermostratus is still trying to get up, right? And he finally kind of sees through his boozy haze and looks at the pad, sees the coordinates and the word go, and goes, Oh, shit. And he puts the pad back where he'd been storing it, and he hits a button on his suit, and out of his pinky finger on the suit, a little um, tube pops out, and he starts flushing out the booze <laughs> that was in the suit. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, once the stream runs clear, he hits the button again, and the tube sucks back into the pinky finger, and he's like, Okay, it's time to get some and Thermostratus will uh, start lumbering out of the bar. You seriously just peed all over my bar? You all are very low down on kind of the ladder of society here on Terra Minor. You have no vehicles. The coordinates are about 30 miles south. Furthermore, a large number of the patrons in the bar have now begun mounting onto their speeders in a very hurried fashion. And it doesn't take an absolute genius to realize that they most likely just got, at the very least, a similar message. Baby, we can acquire a speeder to hasten our pace. I like the way you think, Daddy. So I'm just looking for, like, just a person who's on a speeder, like, by himself, and he's just gonna yank him off it. Okay, roll a strength contest for me, 7J. 21. 7J, you see an Avia Raw, so this big, like, bird person beginning to mount a speeder, and you get down on all sixes, leap up into the air. As you're sailing through the air, ready a fist, bah, punch him in the face, he falls off the speeder, and you sit down on it, and begin, uh, it's it's almost like a motorcycle, you rev it a little bit <laughs> as you begin to turn it out of the parking spot. <laughs> yeah, if there isn't an empty speeder, daddy's gonna rip someone off their speeder as well. You see one speeder 
speeder that currently has no one on it. Yeah, Daddy's going to run over to the... Thermostratus also is going to start heading for that speeder. His lumbering steps kind of like shake a bit of the ground that's around him. (laughs) And he sees Daddy is heading for it as well. And with a big like gloved hand of his suit, he tries to swat him out of the way as he makes his way there. Oh, Daddy has a velocity plating armor, which will help him with his speed. Would that help me be faster to the bike in this case? Let's roll this contest. And then once this occurs, as long as you're not knocked down, you can no doubt beat Thermostratus to the bike. Baby incoming. Um, <laughs> while all this is happening, I, I want to walk over to the speeder they're fighting over and just stick myself to the bottom of it. boy, you walk out of the bar and you see all this chaos happening and you just melt into a puddle on the ground. And then the puddle slowly works its way over to the speeder and like drips upward onto the bottom of it and you cling onto the exhaust pipes unnoticed hooray so for my attack i got a 22 that will land i'm using my ballistic gloves (laughs) that is three force damage okay daddy you take three damage as the ballistic glove just bangs into you sweeping out your legs However, as you are kind of tossed up into the air, Charlie pulls out a taser. Roll that attack against Thermostratus. That is an 18. That does indeed hit. <laughs> and that is eight lightning damage done oh! to Thermostratus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. And I'm going to I'm gonna pull out my Game Boy out of my foot and start playing Donkey Kong. Out of my foot? <laughs> <laughs> because you're amorphous, instead, your Game Boy is in your foot, and you just kind of jiggle it into like the center of your body where you can see and you just play with it inside of yourself okay <laughs> i don't like the phrasing of that i don't like the phrasing of that and the amoeboid is playing with himself <laughs> you have been knocked prone daddy thermostratus you have just been shocked roll a dexterity contest since you've been knocked prone to see who makes it there first Nine. Fourteen. Okay, Daddy, even though you've been knocked prone, you, like, adjust yourself in the air for optimal (laughs) landing so that when you hit the ground, you land in a runner's pose. Engaging thrusters. And then you take off, pick up Charlie again, throw her on your shoulder, and hop onto the speeder. And you hear, like, weird little 8-bit noises from beneath it, but whatever. No no time to question (laughs) that. Thermostratus, what are you doing? Thermostratus will look around to see if there is another available speeder. There is one currently turning out of the parking lot. You can tell he has his hand on an antimatter dagger. As he does so, he's looking around nervously. I am going to pull out my repeater and uh, (laughs) fire a blast at at the driver. Good lord. Okay, roll that. Does a 14 hit? It does. Roll for damage. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> Seven damage. Okay, you see this Scathari, this big insect type person. Oh no. Uh, going out uh, <laughs> on a speeder, twirling an antimatter dagger in his hand. And as it crosses your path, you draw from the hip, bam, fire a shot of the blaster. And the repeater bolt pierces through his neck and he goes... <laughs> As he rolls off the speeder, it kind of moves forward a little bit without him. And you see this, like, green, thick, viscous ooze coming out of the neck. (laughs) As it begins to presumably bleed, question mark, out on the floor. (laughs) Sorry about that, little friend. I need this for a job. (laughs) 
and uh, I mount the speeder and I take off. Okay, and Thermostratus takes off. I'm assuming Daddy Charlie and the secret amoeboid you have taken off as well. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, you leave the grungy city limits in a hurry and head south. As you near the coordinates, the sandy stone mountains of Terra Minor draw closer and closer. You reach an opening that appears to be some sort of excavation site. There is some seemingly man-made opening in the slate stone wall, and there is metal scaffolding supporting the entryway. Scattered amongst the rocky terrain, you see about three speeders that seem to have gotten into a crash. An avian Ra, a humanoid creature with a head like an eagle's and two large, broad wings, lies dead in the wreckage. A few paces east of that, you see two orcs riddled with blaster shots and a butchered Scathari, a large wasp-like insectoid, laying in a pool of blood and muck. Closer to the entrance, there is a large excavator and a bipedal walker laying on its side. Crouched behind it is a man in a DD&D uniform. He haphazardly fires shots from behind the walker at a demon. It is a roughly six-foot-tall humanoid that sits back on its haunches. It has a large, bony head with backward-facing, off-white protrusions. Its maw is filled with jagged teeth and several glowing red eyes. The rest of its body is a mixture of muscular, striated red flesh covered in those bony protrusions, like armor, along with mechanical implants. It bears a jagged blade on its left arm beside massive claws and a smoking blaster on its right in place of its hand. Using its industrial mechanical right leg, it leaps into the air and onto the walker, readying a shot on the man. To the left of that, you see a crocodile, a creature with a canine head and paws but a sturdy scaled body and tail. It wears a green and purple DD&D collar as it lunges at a second one of the indoctrinated, much like the one attacking the man. As it clamps onto the fiend's leg, you see another crocodile. However, this one has black necrotic fluid dripping from its jaw and a large gaping stab wound through its torso. It fixes its dull glazed over eyes onto the attacking dog and lunges at it. What do you do? Thermostratus, seeing the danger that he is about to enter, is going to immediately take a moment to put on his tactical carbonic suit and uh, put on his shield as well. This is where the coordinates took us, or it's in the way of? The coordinates seem to be leading you into that cavern entrance that you see. So everything I just described, the people, the crocodiles, the demons, that is basically happening around the entrance. It looks like something was being excavated here. There's a lot of industrial gear. Uh, I'm going to power down my Game Boy and walk towards the entrance. Okay, you're just going to walk like straight up to it? I'm going to flatten myself and sneak over there. Roll a stealth check for me with advantage. 15. Amiboid, you drop off of the speeder still in like a puddle. Everyone roll a perception check for me. 16 for Thermostratus. Dirty 20. 18 for Charlie. Wow. 7. Everyone except Dad E, you notice a puddle on its own moving toward the entrance of the cavern <laughs> with a little Game Boy floating in the middle. I'm gonna... <laughs> Wait, would you say that this cavern is kind of like tunnel-esque? Like, could I ride yeah. my speeder to the side over it? Huh. 
you could do that. You could also just ride through the middle of them. Like, they're gonna see you if you take the speeder close to the entrance, because they're right at it. All right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ride forward, right? I guess I'll technically try to go through them. What I'm gonna do is, first of all, I'm gonna ride over that puddle. Okay. Just because <laughs> it's a moving puddle, and, like, it would be funny. <laughs> and then, while it's, like, riding, like, through them, I'm gonna hop off the speeder, like, over them, and I'm gonna try to land on the speeder, like, past them. Ooh, okay. Roll an acrobatics check for me. As he rides over me, am I able to grab onto his leg? Roll a dexterity check for me. Okay. <laughs> 22. Nice. Dirty 20. Okay, so we see 7J rev up the speeder. You see one of the demons turn to look at you as you ride over this puddle, and the puddle again drips up and hugs onto, like, the exhaust pipes as you kind of, like, pop it up into the air over one of the crocodiles. Slow motion. I'm gonna also, like, flip them off. And we see the little furry beast with all four of its arms flipping them off. And then as the speeder heads up towards the wall of the cliff, the beast leaps off and rolls into the opening of the cavern. As the amoeboid drops off and down onto the ground, and the speeder explodes against the wall of the rocky area. <laughs> Drawing a bunch of attention. They have noticed you, but they are confused. However, at this point, something happens. Right before the explosion happens, you see the indoctrinated that's on top of the collapsed walker attacking the man, looks up at you, is confused for a second, it's glowing red eyes, and then having already readied its shot without even looking down, fires a blast. And you see this gaping hole burn through the man in the green and purple uniform as he collapses onto the ground, dead. Then, the crocodile lets out a cry as it sees presumably its owner die and then clamps harder down onto the indoctrinated's leg. Not the one that killed him, but the other one. And kind of tears around. You see its teeth tear through the muscles. As he deals damage, the indoctrinated takes a knee and begins to ready a blaster shot as the other crocodile goes to attack. Ooh, it lands a hit. Oh, and the crocodile with the gaping hole and the black necrotic fluid dripping out of its mouth bites onto the neck of the healthier crying one and snaps it. And you see it fall onto the ground, dead. Baby, trust me. Daddy's gonna rev the speeder uh, straight for the cave entrance and I'm assuming there's gonna be a shot fired at him. So he's gonna jump off of the speeder as the shot comes down and he's gonna activate the thrusters with his impulse frame to fly over them and into the cave entrance. Roll an acrobatics check with advantage. A dirty 20. Beautiful. Okay, so with that 20, I'm going to say you rev the speeder. And then you see the indoctrinated that was just getting bitten by the crocodile. The crocodile is now dead. With one of its blades, it clean chops its head off and then raises the other arm to fire a blast at you. You see this leap off with Charlie on your shoulders and like as if a football flying through the air spiral into the opening of the cavern above 7J. And as that shot flies, it actually hits the speeder and explodes. And you see the indoctrinated go flying off into the corner. Like one of its limbs flies off in the explosion and the speeder falls onto the seemingly possessed demon crocodile. At this point, the last remaining indoctrinated, the one that killed the man, is going to leap off and begin charging towards you. 
It has seen the cunning action that has been taken by Dad E and Charlie. And I'm going to say, since you guys are currently inhabiting the same space, he's going to fire a shot on both of you simultaneously. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Does a 10 hit either of you? Negative. No. Okay, and it fires a shot at you, but it is too startled as it... You see the blaster wall hit uh, kind of the rock up above you, and some of it crumbles down at your feet. 7J, you are up. With all these, like, dead people around and stuff, are there any weapons on the ground that I could just grab? (laughs) Within the mouth of the cavern, where you are currently sitting, 7J... You see a dwarven woman impaled on a stalagmite with an elven woman clad in DD&D green and purple atop her, a laser half-sword driven through her midsection. So you could take that laser half-sword if you want it. Yeah, so I'm going to take that sword and I'm going to bolt, bro, because I got a mission. (laughs) Okay, you bolt, and as you enter a little further, you exit that kind of entry chamber, and these seem to have been mining tunnels or something of the like. The opening gives way to a slightly larger chamber that splits into three northbound passageways, all supported by wooden structures. Next up would be the amoeboid, who is laying in a puddle on the ground very inconspicuously. I'm going to keep moving towards the tunnel into it. And you see the same thing that 7J sees. As you walk past the impaled creatures, it opens up into a larger chamber, and you have three passageways. Daddy and Charlie, what would you like to do? I just want to sprint into the cavern where 7J went. Yeah. You sprint in and our last friend outside, we see Thermostratus. Uh, You have just seen the absolute acrobatic chaos as the indoctrinated runs into the tunnels after these people that you were drinking with earlier. What do you do? So that's the only indoctrinated that's alive, correct? Correct. Okay, I'm going to follow behind, but enough of a distance where, like, I don't draw attention to myself. Roll a stealth check with advantage. Okay, my tactical carbonic suit gives me disadvantage on stealth checks, so just roll a flat stealth check? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, we'd love to see it. 18. Okay, and you very steady and slowly keep a good distance between yourself and the running indoctrinated, but you make it now to the mouth of the cavern. And you just in the distance can see the two impaled women on the stalagmite, but you can't quite see into the opening chamber a little further in. Oh, so much silence. (laughs) Next up is the indoctrinated, and the indoctrinated is going to fire a shot on 7J... And again, I don't know, I guess he's startled or something, and he fires a shot, nothing happens. Which brings us to 7J. 7J, what are you doing? All right, so right now I'm looking at the three paths. Yeah. You know what? Just roll an investigation for me. That is going to be a 16. Okay. The left and right passages, again, they just look very standard mining tunnels. You don't see anything crazy at the end of either one. It just looks like more rock. However, the middle passage, you do see a big, heavy adamantine door at the end of it. Yeah, I'm going down that way. Great. So you run down the middle passage. Amoeboid, what are you doing? I'm going to go down the middle. Great, and you continue in your stealthy stealth trailing 7J. Charlie and Daddy, what's up? Yeah, Daddy's just going to go straight, go where everyone else went. Yeah. Okay, and you continue down the passage as well. Uh, My good friend, Thermostratus, you are now at the mouth of this tunnel. What do you do? Continuing to slowly follow behind everyone. (laughs) Roll another stealth check for me. Oof. So it's an eight. Ooh. Okay, so here's what happens. The indoctrinated hears you thudding behind him and he turns and he looks at you and goes 
but actually then digs its claws into the ground and leaps forward and continues to head down the middle path after the others. It seems he does not consider you a high-profile threat at the moment. <laughs> okay. He's going to fire a shot on Charlie and Daddy again. He's going to try and get that buy one, get one free. <laughs> does a 22 hit? I think so. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. And you see that blaster kind of charge up and he leaps forward toward you like arm first as a blast flies out. And you get hit by the blast of this cannon, both of you, for 12 points of damage. Wow. Okay. Next up, 7J, what do you do? Uh, so I'm at this door, right? Yeah. The middle passageway runs for about 60 feet. And as you reach the end of it, you land at this massive adamantine door. Imagine a solid metal wall, right? Like every, there is no rock anymore at the end of this passage. It's all metal and then a nice heavy door in the middle. On the left-hand side, you see a simple mechanical lock. It has six small two-inch screens in a vertical column. Each screen has green arrows on the left and right sides, and there's a large red button at the bottom. Currently, some of the screens display dots. The first screen shows one dot, the second shows two dots, the third is blank, the fourth is five, the fifth is also blank, and the sixth and final screen displays 13 dots. What do you do? I'm gonna try to brute force the door open. I'm gonna try to, like, get my claws in there, and then just try to, like, separate the door enough to get in there. Roll a strength check for me. 14. You try to dig your claws in, and the tolerances are so tight that you can't even do it. Like, you're just scratching at metal. Nothing. You can't even work your way into a crease. Next up, Amiboid, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna squeeze my way through the bottom. Normally, you would be able to do this. This is an airtight lock. There is nothing to squeeze through here, really. Not even an inch, huh? Not even an inch. What is the limitation on your ability there? An inch. (laughs) Yeah. There's not an inch of space here. Like, you could, if this were like on a spaceship, this would be airtight. Damn. All right. Uh, I'm going to go look at the. You said there was a computer screen? It's a mechanical lock, it's a vertical column of six screens. Oh. Uh, Okay. What's on them? Dots. Each screen has a green arrow on the left, a green arrow on the right. At the very bottom of the lock is a red button. And the first screen has one dot. The second has two. The third one is blank. The fourth one has five. The fifth one is blank. And the sixth one has 13 dots. Hmm. Oh, boy. Dad, E, and Charlie, what are you doing? Are we at the door? You are arriving at the door now. Charlie would like to use her adaptable Omni tool and use the auto entry device with it, which is basically a device that attempts to crack locks or hack through powered doors. I'm going to say this is slightly easier than 7J's brute force entrance, but you get the feeling that whoever made this, like it's heavy duty professional gear, this is going to be a very difficult check. But go ahead and roll that. 12. The Omni tool scans the lock and it tries to kind of brute force through it and almost like shorts out a little bit. Well, shit. Do we see thermostratus yet? Sure. At this point, you probably see him slowly like Fargoth from Morrowind like creeping in the background as he approaches. Daddy's just gonna start firing at the indoctrinated. Does a 19 land? Yeah, it does. Fist of critical. Baby, get back. Daddy starts active firing his repeater from one of his arms. Emissions monitoring. And starts firing at the indoctrinated with his repeater. That will do eight damage. Eight damage, not bad. Okay. If so. it's not dead, I'm firing again. It's not done. Okay, I'm firing again. Fuck. There's an eleven land. 
It does not. You pepper the indoctrinated with a couple of blaster shots. One of them kind of gets a really deep penetration on its left peck and dents one of the biomechanical augmentations it has. And this pisses him off a bit. And so he is going to get that blade ready and begin to rear it up to strike at you. But first, Thermostratus, you are now at the divergent point in the cavern. What do you do? Seeing the danger that lies ahead and Thermostratus <laughs> being someone that wants to live, Thermostratus is actually going to go to the right instead of heading down the center tunnel. Okay, you head to the right and you reach a rock wall. I'd like to make an investigation check to see, like, what's up with this rock wall. 23. You notice a shining purple ore at the end of this passageway. And that brings us back to the indoctrinated who is going to bring that blade down and then try and strike up and through Dad E all the way up to Charlie again. Uh, critical failure! So, <laughs> are you kidding me? He critical fails and deals 14 damage to himself. <laughs> he goes to hit you. Daddy stops that arm in its tracks. It tries to reach its clawed fingers out at you as Daddy turns the fist back on himself and just drives that big blade straight through its skull. And it collapses onto the ground dead. That's my daddy. There you go. (laughs) Thermostratus is going to figure out how we can get that delightful looking piece of purple ore. Thermostratus, God smiles upon you and you notice a pickaxe lying around nearby. Well, that's very convenient. And uh, Thermostratus will pick it up and start chipping away at the rock around the ore. Some dude's gonna like curse to himself because he couldn't open it and he's gonna try to like run back to a different path. Okay, which path are you going to? Well, I can probably smell that Thermostratus is the other way. Right now, I don't really like him, so I'm going to go the other way. (laughs) So I go down the left path. You go down the left path, and uh, you see a rock wall. Let's investigate. That is going to be a 17. Okay, with a 17, you realize that that rock wall is an illusion. I'll snap. So I, like, tap on it, and it goes through it. Yeah, you, you put your hand up to it, and, like, it goes right through. You can't see through unless you walk, but your hand phases through it like nothing is there. I am going through that wall. <laughs> As you walk through the wall, you see a mecha demon. It looks a lot like the indoctrinated that you were fighting earlier, but it is bigger, broader, more human-like in its presentation. Like it has more control over itself. And you see a nautilid out of its suit. The helmet is off and it looks like it's choking, gasping for air, going, please let me go. And as you walk through, the Mecha Demon turns to see you. It smiles and goes, <laughs> slashes the Nautilid's throat, puts its clawed hands up to its head, and vanishes with it. Huh? Okay. I didn't see it. Yeah, we didn't see it. <laughs> I know I didn't see it, but I'm still like, <laughs> but I'm still a little shook. Michael's a little. <laughs> can I do like a perception check to see if I can still like smell it around or something? Yeah. 24. Okay, so you you pick up a really good scent, right? Like, you can even tell, like, which way it came from. However, the trail literally vanishes. Like, you get the feeling that it wasn't that he made himself invisible. You get the feeling that those two beings are gone. Oh, he ain't here. I don't care. I'm going to keep going. (laughs) 
Okay, going where? Did they like leave anything? Uh, I'll give you 10 gold for being thorough. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm taking that 10 gold and then I already used my movement, but I want to go back to that middle door, I guess. Daddy and Charlie and the Amoeboid. You guys are currently still in the middle path in front of this adamantine door. What are you doing? Daddy's going to walk up to the door and attempt to open it. How? Well, I don't know. I didn't see the screens or whatever that they saw. You can see it. I mean, it's not hidden or anything. Like, it's there. It's obvious. Roll a history check for me. So 19. Yeah, so this kind of protection is something that's not uncommon for, like, D&D reclamation missions. Like, when they find something and they're working on something. Like, this is just a way of keeping scavengers out, basically. Easy for the employees to get through, but if you don't know what the key is, it's very hard to break. And so you see six screens. There are arrows to the left and right of each screen, and they're all in a perfect vertical column. And they're displaying dots. The first one has one dot. The second one has two dots. The third one is empty at the moment. The fourth one has five dots. The fifth one is blank. And the sixth one has 13 dots. Uh, I think... Hmm. What? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Daddy. I'm sorry. At the sound of uh, the amoeboid, Daddy's eyes turn red and the arm cannons start, like, revving like... Bust of the lost dial. Oh, no, Mr. Daddy, it's me. Remember, I gave you a compliment earlier. I'm your friend. Uh, Daddy, at ease. Scanning life form. Familiar Frank detected. Uh, Mr. Daddy, does your computer tell me what my name is? Negative. Aww. Your name is chosen by you. Well, I don't know my name. I wasn't given one. But anyway, Mr. Daddy, I think I know the solution to the little empty spaces. I'm listening. Well, I think the first empty space might be a three, and the second one might be eight. Because if you add one and two, you get three. Then if you add three and two, you get five. If you add five and three, you get eight. And if you add eight and five, you get 13. But I don't know how to fill the empty spaces. (laughs) touch it. There are little arrows on the left and right of the screen. (gasps) Oh, oh, I want to click the right arrow on the third screen three times. It goes up to three dots. Beep, beep, beep. (gasps) And I'm going to touch the the second empty one eight times. It goes up to eight. And I click the red button. As you click the red button, you hear a... As the lock releases with a heavy hiss. Hey, I did it. I'm so glad we have a teacher in our cast. Look at that. (laughs) Coming through. All right. Charlie would like to enter. Yes, please. Have I finished mining the uh, purple ore? Roll a strength check for me. 15. Yeah, let's say you give it a, a swing and a nice chunk of the purple ore comes out. You still see some crystals like further in. You could probably mine this for a while, but you get a nice chunk out. Thermostratus will pocket the purple ore. And Thermostratus is going to head back down and very cautiously kind of take a look around to see if anything is uh, around as he like emerges towards like the divergent point. Yeah, you see the dead indoctrinated on the ground. <laughs> That's wonderful to see. And uh, Thermostratus will start heading down the central main path. You all hear the as the giant nautilid walks your way. Munitions level monitoring. Hello there, everyone. (laughs) It's good to see you again. I'm sorry for the way I behaved earlier. It was, you know, just a thing that happens when I have a little few too many. (laughs) Okay, and Charlie's going to walk into the door. 
baby, before I move on, I must run some system diagnostics. And his eyes go like kind of blank, I guess, for a second. And he's just kind of twitching, standing still, like going through. Systems critical. Attempting auto maintenance. And I can try once per rest to heal 1d10 plus 3. So he heals 10 damage from that. And again, I'm full Bolton through there, like, trudging ahead. Okay, and we see a 7J run out of that tunnel and then bounce off the walls towards the middle tunnel. Seeing 7J starting to run, Thermostratus is going to pick up the pace and, like, knees to chest, like... (laughs) Okay, and now you are all before this unlocked adamantine door. I'm going to walk in. Thermostratus is just going to keep going. As you swing the door open, you find more stone. There's a large rock face in the midst of excavation. However, in the center of the rock face, you see a large chunk that has been more carefully cleared away. Half jutting out of the stone, you can see what look like mummified fingers still half encased in it. Clutched between those fingers, you see a svelte titanium case. A svelte? Like, it looks nice. Svelte. It's, a, it's an adjective. Svelte? Really? Yeah. You mean svelte, svelte or felt? Svelte. Svelte. I don't. I guess I don't know svelte either. S-V-E-L-T-E. Svelte. Slender and elegant. Whoa. I learned a new word today. We get it. You passed your SATs. Okay. All right. All right. Why are we not doing this? We're not doing this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to open the case. It'll take you a second to kind of dig it out because it's still like half in the stone. But you can, if you're just grabbing the case, you can kind of like wriggle it out. Okay, I'll do that. Amoeboid, you put a hand up to it and the jelly like works its way into the crevices within the stone to grab the case and then with as much force as you can you pull back and the rock kind of breaks away and the case comes out in your hands it's small it's rectangular it's very thin cool having come up behind the amoeboid thermostratus is going to reach through the jelly belly and to where his hands are holding the case and just grab it and like pull it out of his um, amoebus form roll a dexterity contest 19. That'd be a 12. You try to do so, and the jelly pushes you out of its body. 7J is gonna, like, jump off Thermostratus' head, and then just also try to just yank the case. Oh my god. <laughs> Roll another dexterity check contest. <laughs> 18. 23. Come on. Okay, you you leap up, and Amoeboid, you kind of expand your head into, like, a big net, like a slingshot, and 7J bounces into it, and you fling them backwards. I wonder what's going on with these guys. I'm going to open it now. You open it, and within the case, you see a deck of playing cards. <gasps> cool. I'm going to put it in my neck. Okay, and you, you throw the <laughs> case in your neck. Get to play cards now. <laughs> Is that all that was in here? You there, Amoeboid. Yes, sir. I need that case to receive payment so that I, Thermostratus of House Democrates, can save my planet and find the Poseidon solution. So, give it here. Uh, receive payment from where? From the collector. Right. He is assigned me to find this very important item for his collection. Uh Uh-huh. And do you happen to know where he is? Yes, I do. I have rendezvous 
coordinates on this. And he holds up his <laughs> broken screened data pad. And I, I read the rendezvous coordinates and I start walking towards the coordinates. <laughs> hey, 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 you. <laughs> Come back here with that. You turn toward the exit and something appears before you. A hulking mecha demon. Oh my. Oh no. It stands taller and broader than the others. Its bony head forming a wide bow like a hammerhead shark. You see the strands of muscle pull and curl as it grins a toothy smile at you. I'll be taking that. He says as he holds out a gnarled, clawed hand. Hey everyone, it's your DM, Giancarlo Herrera here with a few quick messages. First off, I hope you've been enjoying Beyond. It was an absolute blast to play. We did it using Mage Hand Press's Dark Matter expansion. We'll have links in the description if you want to check it out. We're not affiliated with them, but it was a ton of fun. Special thanks to our patron, Kevin Dubberlet, for pointing us to Dark Matter in the first place. And if you like it, let us know. Maybe we'll come back to it in the future. Uh, it's a ton of fun, and there's a very big galaxy to explore. That said, today's episode is brought to you by our patrons. Special thank you to Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Dubberlet, Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, and Greta and Beignet. Your support means the world to us. Now, if you're listening and you want to support the show, please consider checking the links in the show note or go to patreon.com slash Drimbus to check us out. Right now, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of Drimbus, so patrons are getting access to a ton of really cool content. First off, if you can't wait for Season 3 of Dungeons & Drimbus, aka Your Honor, then consider joining, because patrons don't have to. They have access to the first three episodes right now. In fact, why don't I play you a quick clip right now? In this clip, the party has just spoken to some of the townspeople who were involved in the case they are investigating, and are going over some of the evidence. And there was nothing in that bedroom, by the way. Just art supplies and, you know, a diary of hers or something. Did you read the diary? Of course not. That's a private item of a young teen. I would never... Oh, Jessica, you fool. That could have given us the answers we need. I did it. I killed daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I killed daddy. <laughs> All right, Tommy boy. How about we go to that wizard tower? Sounds like a plan to me. If you like that and can't wait to get your hands on season three, please consider going to become a patron. Additionally, we have just started recording a ton of new bonus content, including whole new series that you might love. And if you become a patron at the $20 tier or higher where you get exclusive merch, we have a new Drimbus phone case that we've made that is only going to be accessible to our patrons. So if you want that, go check it out. For more ways to support the show, please consider checking out Drimbus.com. From there, you can link through to our merch. We have awesome hats and shirts. You can email us to buy one of the shout-out slots on the show, which we're going to be doing real soon, and much more. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the show. I'll be taking that, he says as he holds out a gnarled, clawed hand. Like hell you will. <laughs> Thermostratus seeing himself in a dangerous situation, but knowing that he's seen what the others can do, is going to immediately draw his repeater and attempt to fire upon this evil giant mecha. Roll for initiative. Yikes. God, watch where you're aiming, please. 
My initiative is a six. Ooh, okay, he did not roll that poorly. Is anyone else getting in on this fight? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god, no! Charlie's waiting. <laughs> just to confirm, it is just the Mechademon and Thermostrats, yes? For now, yeah. At the moment. Yeah. You sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you draw your weapon, and the Mechademon, have you seen this? Despite his enormous size moves with incredible speed, almost like he was uh, he was expecting that. And he is going to... Ooh, okay. Does a 20 hit? Shoot. Wow. Yes, it does. And does a 17 hit? Oh. A 17 does not hit. Damn. Okay. So, he is going to pull out what you recognize as an abyssal repeater. Oh. He fires two blasts at you. Believe it or not, does not do incredible damage. He only does three damage as you light on fire. And then, with an enormous arm blade, it almost looks like a hatchet attached to his arm. He swings at you, and you just barely manage to duck out of the way. What do you do? He will attempt to fire his repeater at the colossal threat that lies before him. Roll that. 18. 18 does hit. Roll for damage. Yes! I got two sixes. We'd love to see it. So 12 damage. So you fire the repeater into the mecha demon. He grunts, goes... <laughs> As he walks backwards into the tunnel that you need to go through to exit, and then you see him blink out of existence. And then he reappears in the middle of all of you. Everyone roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. This gets... Ooh, seven. 21. 18? Seven. 19. Oh, man. Okay, as he appears in the middle of all of you, flames shoot out in a circular fashion. Most of you kind of duck out of the way, and you only take five fire damage, as Amoeboid and Daddy take 11. Well... I'm at one HP. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at three. Ow, 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 hot. He is going to hold a blaster up to Thermostratus's head and a clawed hand out to the amoeboid and says, Give it here, boy. As he fires a shot. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Does a 23 hit? Yes, it does. Ooh. He takes six damage as he fires the abyssal repeater. <laughs> into your leg. I'm at zero HP. Ooh, okay, so he fires that shot. You guys see a little bit of the Poseidon fluid that Thermostratus needs to stay alive leak out of the suit as he collapses onto the ground, unconscious, and he holds a clawed hand out to the amoeboid. Give it here. Uh, no. <laughs> Very well. Doesn't nine hit you? No, it does not. Okay, and he swings that giant axe-like blade at you, and you reform as he strikes at you so that it just flies through you without actually touching you at all. And reform as he lets out a very frustrated... Who is joining the fight? Me, me, me. Okay, go ahead and take your turn. Okay, so I am going to use my cunning action ability... And I get to use two of these. I'm going to use dash to run out the exit of this room. Okay, so you move 60 feet out of the room. That is your action. And then my bonus, I'm going to use my hide ability to hide behind a rock. Ooh, very clever. Roll that hide check for me. Uh, that would be 17. He does not spot you. Okay, is anyone else joining the fight or no? Yeah, I'm going to join because he damaged me. And that pisses me off, so I'm going into a rage. So I'm going to, like, pull out my claws, and I'm going to, like, 
jump at him and claw at his face. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna assume that oh, fuck, 23 hits. Yeah, yeah, it does. Roll for damage. <laughs> 11 damage. 7J, you leap up onto the mecha demon and begin slashing at him, and you see your claws dig into its neck as you literally sever some of those strands of muscle, and you see them curling up and away. Is anyone else joining the fight? I mean, Charlie, no. Okay, Charlie, you run into a corner to stay away from the mecha demon as Daddy joins the fight. Daddy, what are you doing? Daddy's gonna shoot at the mecha demon. Okay, dirty 20 would hit. Yep. Daddy starts firing the repeater from his arm cannon. Gets three, and uh, it's going to fire now the Magnus from the other arm cannon. But I don't think a 14 lands, does it? Oof, nope. Okay, I get one extra turn per rest. I'm going to try to fire one more time. Okay, go for it. Fuck all of you. It's a 12. Nope. Daddy, no. He takes the one shot in his shoulder, turns around. (laughs) Child's play. And then you fire two other shots, and he, like, ducks and weaves out of the way. One of them, like, glides off the bowed, like, bone horn on his head. Baby, run. Well, Baby wants to run, but (laughs) does not want to leave Daddy behind. System's critical. Charlie will just keep hiding for now. Thermostratus, please make a death saving throw for me. A 14. That is one success. Amoeboid, you see the Mecha Demon runs out, so he runs 35 feet out. He scans for you, doesn't know where he lost sight of you, and he goes, couldn't have gotten far, and vanishes out of existence, and then pops another 30 feet forward into the cavern. Please make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, God. (laughs) That is 21. Okay, so you successfully save, meaning you only take five fire damage as that blast of fire peers out of him when he teleports. Yeah, I'm melted. I'm dead. We see from behind the rock, blue ooze kind of seeps out. And in the middle of the blue ooze that seems to be somehow panting or something, a little svelte silver metallic looking case. And the mecha demon is going to go to grab it. I'm going to give you all one turn to try and stop him. He is 60 feet away from you. Charlie's going to pull out the blitz cannon and take a shot. Okay, roll that. Ooh, hoo, hoo, natural 20, baby. Okay, roll double damage. <laughs> That's 12 for lightning damage for one, 13 for the other. Charlie runs out of this room and into kind of the opening area of the tunnel so that she's about 30 feet away from the mecha demon, pulls out this like thick looking pen thing and presses a button and it telescopes out and then thickens. <laughs> And then it becomes a full, like, two-handed blaster cannon. And she fires a shot, dealing 25 damage to the mecha demon as he goes... And you see the lightning continue to course and twitch. You see that lightning kind of activates the neurons and muscles around him are twitching. His pecs are popping. His face is like contorting a little bit as he grabs that titanium case. Oh no! I'm gonna run up like the 30 feet. We're gonna whip out that laser half sword and I'm gonna try to like chuck it at him. Give it a shot with disadvantage. 10. Oof. And the laser sword goes flying and lodges into one of the cavern walls. Dad E, what do you do? How does he look? Very bad. Daddy is going to pepper him with bullets before he dies. Does a 16 hit? Yes! Okay, Daddy's going to fire Magnus from his hand cannon. Um, <laughs> I get three damage. Oh, no! 
And uh, it's gonna fire again. Okay, 22 should hit, right? Yes. Uh, he's going to fire now. He's gonna switch to the plasma launcher. Okay. Activating plasma cannon. 7 damage. Whew! And you deal 7 damage to the mecha demon as this plasma bolt flies out. You see him begin to vanish. His left hand is disappearing, and then it lodges itself in his chest. He's smiling at you, doesn't even realize what's happened. He goes, and explodes. And just the bottom half of his body is there, and his head is bouncing around the caverns (laughs) as he is completely disintegrated. Amoeboid and Thermostratus, give me another death saving throw. A 10. Okay, that is a second success for Thermostratus. 16. And that is a first success for the Amoeboid. Yay. What does everyone do? I'm taking the box. Charlie, no, no. Charlie runs towards the box as well. Roll a dexterity contest. I will also run for the box. It's an 18 for Charlie. 13 for Daddy. 19. Okay, 7J, you scurry up, uh, leap through, and pull the case out of... It has landed again in the Amoeboid's kind of leaking body, and you pick it up and begin to run with it. Pick it up, I'm going to shake it off, because that goo is nasty, and I'm just going (laughs) to I'm going to (laughs) run. Charlie runs after him. Baby, should I take the shot? Yes. Yikes. Okay, he's going to go akimbo on this, so he's going to try and fire both. Does a 15 hit? Nope. Does a 16 hit? Yeah, it does. 15 damage. I'm gonna, like, I'll, like, whimper and I get hit. I'm still good, though. Charlie's still chasing after you. Once she gets close enough, she's also gonna try and take a shot. Take that shot. And this time, she'll use her repeater. That's an 18. That hits. Five and four, so nine radiant damage. This is not how John thought this session was going to be going, I can tell. (laughs) Who knew how this was going to go? Are you okay, 7J? Yeah, I'm still up. Dead people give me death saving throws. (laughs) Oh, it's a three. Thirteen. That is your first failure, and that is your second success. Yay. I'm going to attempt to turn around and attack Charlie, because now he's pissed off. A 16 hit. It does. It's going to be nine damage. All right, Charlie's out. <laughs> 7J, how do you take Charlie out? <laughs> like, just lunge out her face and then just basically just like claw. Maybe just like her like shoulder. Just to get her out of the way. You lunge and dig your claws deep into Charlie's shoulder. And you just see Charlie let out a scream uh. as her eyes roll into the back of her head and she passes out. You attack Charlie and then you are able to move up to one of the speeders. Not yours because yours exploded. As did the other one. So there's only the speeder that Thermostratus brought left. And you run up to that speeder, but you cannot leave just yet. Daddy, it is your turn. Okay, I guess I'm running to him and firing at him. I'm assuming 23 hits. Yeah. So one Magnus, nine damage. Okay. You know what? He's going to fire the plasma launcher. (laughs) Uh, 19, I'm sure, hits. Four damage. I'm out. You take a seat on the speeder. This plasma blast hits you, 7J, knocking you off and into the ground, sending you skidding through the desert as you lose consciousness. Give me all them death saving throws, babies. Now, (laughs) since it was the plasma launcher. Yeah, I tried to blow up his bike. (laughs) And as the bike explodes, we see a little furry beast soar through the air and then crash into the desert. (laughs) 
my death saving throw is a 17. Okay, that is a third save. You wake up with one hit point. I rolled a 14. That is a third save for you as well. You wake up with one hit point. Yay. Charlie also rolled a 14. Okay, Charlie, that is your first save. 7J? 18. And that is your first save. What do y'all do? I'm getting the box off of 7J. You run into the desert and find this little blown up furry beast and grab the box and stare out at the 30 miles of dry (laughs) desert before you. Thermostratus, um, having woken from his near death, is going to start walking out of the tunnel, discover the small gnome's body, pick it up and hold it and approach daddy and go... You're gonna give me the box. No, he didn't see it. He didn't see it. I put it in my compartment. You're all the way out there. You just woke up. <laughs> you just woke up. You just woke up. Tell me you can't do all this on one turn. Come on. <laughs> okay, you pick up Charlie's body and begin walking. It's gonna take you another turn to reach Daddy. Fine. <laughs> Am I still in the same spot where I died? Yep. All right. So they have the box, right? Uh, presumably. But do they have the cards? I would say so, yeah. Did they check my butt? (laughs) Yes. Trust me, the mecha demon checked your butt. Oh. All right, well, I guess I'm going to walk towards the commotion. Okay. You walk out to see the nautilid very slowly lumbering his way with the gnome's body. Yeah, so I guess Daddy picked up the 7J, like, stole the box, and then just kind of tossed the body, like, into the sand. Uh And I start sprinting towards the cave entrance. Right now, Daddy's going to baby. (laughs) Okay. Daddy and the nautilid run towards each other. Roll some death saving throws. Charlie got a 15. That is a second save for you. I got an 11. Okay, and that is a second one for you. Thermostratus, you see Daddy charging toward you while you hold Charlie's body in your hands. What do you do? Hold it right there. You know where the case is. You were chasing after the little beast. Where is it? And she's not gonna be hurt. Daddy fires at the Nautilus. Bro! (laughs) Seeing him draw the pistol, he like grabs her neck and he's like, I'll do it. I swear to the gods. I'll do it. Thermostratus, are you choosing to kill Charlie? He looks down at the gnome and Thermostratus will toss the body towards Daddy. Okay. Damn, I was really hoping you'd you'd go dark on this one. Me too. And we see Charlie's body fall on the sand and roll toward Daddy. (laughs) Amoeboid, what are you doing as you kind of, you're walking behind Thermostratus while this is happening? Where's the box? You don't know. Mm, Roll an investigation for me. Okay, I'm about to know. That would be a 20, dirty. You feel the cards calling to you from on Daddy's person. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start walking towards him. Okay. Daddy, what are you doing? Um, okay. Uh, Daddy shoots the Nautilus. Roll what? that. Yo! I didn't do it. Oh. It's a 19, but it's, since he's one health, I don't think I need to roll. <laughs> well, roll for how much damage? Or do Oh, because that's right. That's right. Okay, I'll be he's nice. He's basically about. dead, so I don't think I need to roll. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's 10 damage. <laughs> He's at negative nine. Daddy fires uh, one repeater bullet into his gut. Thermostratus, you fall to your knees holding your gut as you feel a little more of that precious Poseidon solution leak out and you lose consciousness. And then I will fire at the amoeboid. Ooh, does 11 hit? No, it does not. And you fire a shot at the amoeboid and it turns into a donut as the blaster flies through the middle. (laughs) I can't believe... 
I can't believe I fucking spared her life and you turn around and shoot at me. You shoot at me, bro? Can I assume the form of a bug so they don't see me? You can assume the form of anything. Yeah, I'm gonna pick bug. However, you don't look like a bug. You look like an amoeboid looking like a bug. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Roll your death saving throws. Charlie got a 14. Okay, you wake up with one hit point face down in the dirt. <coughs> and I got my first failure when I rolled a four. Ooh. I got a 12. I believe you also wake up now <laughs> face down in the dirt. <laughs> All right, I'm going to quietly crawl up onto Daddy. <laughs> roll a stealth check for me. And Daddy, roll a perception check. That is a dirty 20 again. Natural 20. Oh, he sees you. Whoops. Okay, can Daddy crush him? <laughs> yeah, you can make that your turn. Mm, hold on, that raccoon is waking up. I need to shoot it. <laughs> I'm a red panda. Thank you very much. I am friend, not foe, Daddy. I do not wish to harm you. <laughs> you might as well just take care of the amoeboid. He's right there. I am friend, not foe. I'm just saying. Well, I can shoot at both, but I I need that raccoon gun. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> 7J, you are beginning to wake up and you see daddy ready in a deadly blast at you. What a dig. 26, I believe, hits. Uh, yeah. Okay, daddy fires the repeater. Uh, he sees the raccoon getting up. User death imminent. Starts firing at the body, like, on the ground. The, the raccoon to put it back unconscious. Six damage. 7J, you immediately get peppered and pass out again. And then, where did I find the bug on me? Uh, let's say your, like, left shoulder. Get him, shoot at the bug on his shoulder. Oh my god, go. What is your end goal here? <laughs> 19, I'm assuming, hits. Does it, does it 19 hit? It, it hits. It hits. <laughs> A nine damage from uh, from the Magnus. You fire into it and it turns into like the shape of a splat, but big and like just splayed out on the ground. You and Charlie are the only ones awake at this point. Everyone roll your death saving throws. 16. Success. 18. My first success. Seven. And seven J's failure. Baby, we've got to move. Hear me out, daddy. Or... We finished them off. Bro! Uh, what the fuck? Daddy's eyes turn red and... <laughs> finds the little... The splat I... How, like, how do I shoot an amoeboy? That's already <laughs> splatted. Yeah, you can fire. You get advantage because they're prone and unconscious. Damn, Amanda's like, we are not playing in episode two. We end this year. <laughs> <laughs> no season for you. <laughs> the biggest threat is actually the ring. Uh, Daddy's getting revenge from the beginning of the campaign and wa walking up to <laughs> 7J's body. Go ahead. And Daddy <laughs> activates the repeater, just empties the clip into this body on the in the sand. 7J, rip up your character sheet. I'm, yeah, I'm dead, bro. Neural pathway end. And uh, now he walks up to the Nautilus. <laughs> Daddy does four damage as he starts shooting into the Nautilus suit. And the water starts leaking out of his suit. Up. The screen on the face just shatters and the Poseidon solution floods out of the suit, goes into the sand and is absorbed, never to be seen again as the fish inside, you finally see his face and it just shrivels up as all like the liquid leaves its body. And it's just like a wrinkled, wrinkled mass of fish flesh. Hot. <laughs> Thanks. 
Neural pathway. And Charlie's gonna make her way over to the amoeboid. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> How do you think the one that spared somebody's life felt? <laughs> Charlie's gonna walk over to the amoeboid and just look at Daddy and say, "What do you think?" No one lands a finger on my baby. Bro, did you land a finger on her? <laughs> I did nothing wrong. Yeah, he's not attacked once this whole fucking game. <laughs> Does an 18 hit? Yeah, it hits. And Charlie, you blast into the amoeboid and spurts of him go flying all over the desert, never to join again. Neural pathway, end. Daddy puts his hand up for Charlie to, like, hold it. Charlie grabs Daddy's hand. Daddy swings her up and puts Charlie on his shoulders, and they walk through the desert back to where they came from. They die of starvation. (laughs) Eventually, you make it back into the city on Terra Minor, and you arrive at the building referred to as The Collective. The front door is made of blast-proof adamantine doors, much like the ones you found in the mine. A small camera on an extending arm protrudes from the wall to look at you. I hold out the box? The camera, like, turns its head to the side. Like, it's almost confused. It's like... And it inspects the thing you're holding up and then kind of retreats. There's a long wait. Like, something's not right here. And then, finally, the doors open. The inside of the building is made of the same heavy industrial materials, but with more lavish decor. The interior hallway is illuminated by a subtle glow emanating from beautifully curved railways on the ground. You walk past countless opaque diamond glass conference rooms before an elevator at the end of the hallway opens for you. You write it. Is there, wait, is there any music playing? Dun, the dun, dun, da, 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 yeah. I just look at Daddy and I just start dancing a little bit. Uh, yeah, Daddy does like a very uh, stiff like to jig to it. You write it straight up to the top floor. As the door opens, you find yourself in an enormous executive office. Soft elevator music plays in the background as a figure cloaked in shadow at a wide, heavy oak desk speaks to you from a high back chair, still facing away from you and out at the skyline of Terra Minor. You have it? Daddy will hold out the box. On the table. <laughs> You see some sort of liquid work its way out onto the desk, wrap itself around the deck, and pull it back in towards the chair. What is this? The coordinates took us to this box. It's the ore. It was the ore. You sons of idiots! You idiots! You fools! (laughs) Well... This is excellent. I suppose it's too late now. The camera cuts to the inside of the cavern. You see two of the indoctrinated appear and begin chipping away at the wall where you pulled the deck out. They grab that mummified hand that was holding the deck and yank it out of the wall, holding it up to the light, smiling, and they vanish. Ending neural replay. Everything goes black as someone removes the helmet off of you, Thermostratus. We can do this as many times as you want. Tell me what happened.
This has been Dungeons & Trimbus Beyond. This episode featured the vocal talents of Amanda Fernandez Acosta as Charlie, Nicholas Benetatos as Dad E, TJ Barry as 7J, Nicholas Palazzo as The Amoeboid, and Michael Pisani as Thermostratus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera, with editing by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera, and sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you've enjoyed Beyond, let us know using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free sticker, and maybe we'll come back to it in a future not so far, far away. If you want more content, consider supporting us on Patreon to get early access to Season 3, as well as future bonus content and our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, along with the Dungeons & Drimbus Discord. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. One foot after another. That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. I was remote ops in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government-issue prosthetics are falling apart. What the hell are you doing in my barn? I'm just looking for a little power, and then I'll be on my way. That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge. Broken Road. A dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash Broken Road. <laughs>